This is the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. Inside, you'll learn how to build, grow, and scale your digital marketing agency all from the comfort of your favorite coffee shop. Let's get started with the show. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Digital Agency Insiders. My name is Tabitha Thomas, your host. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, this is the podcast that gives you a little inside peek into how entrepreneurs have started and grown their digital marketing agencies. Uh, if this is your first time listening, I just want to encourage you to go and subscribe to the podcast, whether that be iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever it is that you're listening to us, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And while you're there, drop us a little review. I'd love to hear what you think about the podcast. So today I have with me Brent Weaver. And for 13 years, Brent ran a digital agency called Hot Press Web. He grew that business to over 300 active clients working with companies like Dish Network, D-Bar, Vesta, and Breckenridge Brewery. After his work in the agency, he went on to start a business that focused on how-to tutorials and website templates for Adobe Business Catalyst community called BC Gurus, which led to Adobe asking him to host their BC podcast and landed him on the stage of several of their conferences, including Adobe Max. After Adobe, Brent quickly founded YouGurus, and YouGurus is a business coaching and training program that helps agency owners get more leads, win more deals, deliver and delight their customers so they can scale their business. Now, Brent is also the host of the Digital Agency Show, which is one of the leading podcasts for this niche. So Brent, welcome so much uh, for uh, being on the podcast. Excited to have you. Yeah, Tabitha, great to be here. Yeah, so the first question that I always start the podcast with, and it's my absolute favorite one, is what got you onto the road of becoming an entrepreneur in the first place? What did that, that path mm. look like for you? <laughs> I think I was seven, and I saw a, um, some kind of uh, little paper kind of rubber band plane that they were selling at uh, the... Uh, uh, shop by down the at the boardwalk uh, on the beach. This is in Balboa, California, uh, on Balboa Island. And um, I don't know, it was like $5 or something and or $3 or $2 or whatever, right? And yeah. I didn't have any money. And so I had to figure out how to, uh, to make a little bit of money. And so I recruited my brother and cousins and uh, assigned them to go search the beach for shells that I could sell um, on the boardwalk. So I would literally sell people shells um <laughs> on the boardwalk as a, as a little seven-year-old and i'm sure half of the uh the purchasing power for people was just you know buying shells from this the seven-year-old kid and so i think that from conversations with my parents and in memories uh that was kind of my first entrepreneurial experience is uh is trying to make some money to buy this plane and uh if i look at you know kind of the the history of my life, uh, you know, I'm, I'll be 40 here in a couple of years. And I, I look at the history of my life. That's kind of where it, it started. There's lots of dots to connect like that. Uh, everything from selling drawings or, you know, friendship bracelets or, uh, you know, rollerblade repair stand, um, you know, a lot of different types of businesses along the way. And we actually started our agency. Uh, my, my former partner and I started the business when we were in our senior year of high school. So there was a lot of different kind of attempts at businesses over the years. Um, that's the one that kind of stuck for the longest and, and definitely, you know, in terms of like my middle years, um, running that agency for 13 years, we've now run YouGurus for, for about seven years. 
Awesome. Awesome. So I know you're not really, you don't run the agency anymore, but when you did have the agency, what kind of things did you guys focus on? Yeah, we were basically, you know, what I would call now a digital agency. At the time we called ourselves a web agency. So we primarily focused on the website as kind of the central hub of, an, you know, the online business, whether that was helping clients get leads, helping them to sell products online or do some basic digital marketing around SEO or email. Uh, that was kind of our core service offering uh, at the time. And, and really most of our clients looked at us as that kind of web component of their, of their business. We didn't do any kind of traditional marketing or print or any of that kind of stuff. We were pretty much focused exclusively on web. That's awesome. So how did the transition go from having that, that website agency to you gurus? Like how did that uh, transition happen? And, and what is it about you gurus that you love doing right now? Yeah. So like, um, the last couple of years we were running our agency, I started to blog about what we were doing in our agency. I started to uh, take some of the approaches that we had for sales and marketing and how we got clients and how we, um, you know, how we uh, pitched and all that kind of stuff. And we just started sharing that information online, started building some courses, uh, things like that. And a lot of that, that took off, right? We started to, to, to make some good money with it. But at the end of the day, I think it was the impact that we were having on other businesses. I started getting, you know, like we'd always gotten like thank you letters and things like that from clients, like some little cards or, you know, a, a gift basket with some fruit or whatever. Uh, but we started getting these like really in-depth, intense uh, letters about how we were really changing people's lives with, you know, teaching them how to make more money with their web design business. And so, you know, we started building this, uh, it was, we called it the thank you wall. We had a whole wall just full of these letters and we would tack them up there and, and our team would see them. And, uh, and over time, we just kind of looked at that and said, you know what, what if we, you know, sold our agency and we, what if we just went and did this as a, you know, a training company uh, full time? And, um, and that process took about two years uh, to actually fully realize that vision. And so between, you know, 2010 and 2012, we kind of, uh, you know, went from idea to, to reality. Uh, and, and for a little while, we kind of thought, hey, we must, you know, we need to run an agency in order to kind of teach and coach people on marketing and sales and things like that. Uh, and really what we found over time was we had these two we're kind of riding two horses at the same time is our team was really confused as to what kind of business we had and who our ideal client was. Um, and also uh, I think to some level, like we had a hard time, you know, really kind of marketing two different kinds of businesses. And, you know, since then, I mean, I've literally interviewed, I mean, hundreds of agency owners on our, on our podcast and on our web shows. Um, I've talked with some of the top minds in, in the business and we've seen that as like a, a, a really uh, prolific pattern. Mm -hmm. where agency owners start these side projects, they become distractions and they could either, you know, sink the agency or they have to ultimately spin off and, and make the side project kind of their thing. Uh, we don't see very many companies riding those two horses at the same time. And so that's, you know, for me, that was a big challenge was having these kind of two focuses. And so we said, Hey, you know what, let's, um, we love our agency clients. We love that business. We've done it for 13 years. Um, but we were ready for something new. So we decided to embark on, on you gurus at that time. I love it. Yeah, I, I can definitely say having the, the two different things at the same time. I did the same thing. I worked in an agency. We did another spinoff and it's like every day, okay, which, which one am I, what am I doing? Who am I talking to? <laughs> it was very confusing for sure. So I, I get that completely and totally. So uh, being somebody who helps digital agency owners, what do you think the biggest struggle has been since this COVID-19 has started uh, for all agency owners right now? 
Well, uh, you know, and I've said this on a few different shows, but uh, I mean, I think that you've got kind of this, uh, let's call it the, uh, the, the, the niche lottery that they kind of happen, right? You've got some agency owners that have been uh, devastated because their clients have been devastated because of what happened with COVID, whether that means that they were, you know, had, uh, they were kind of a, a high touch business, whether it's a restaurant, a gym, um, it could be, you know, a shop or boutique, anything that's considered kind of non-essential. And I mean, it was to some extent, I mean, yes, the pandemic itself wasn't like, it's not random in terms of how it affects people, but the type of businesses that this global crisis impacted, uh, was kind of random. Like nobody could actually predict that this was going to happen. Uh, yeah. and so those businesses I think have their, their challenge has been on, uh, maybe it's, it's, maybe they can kind of pivot their messaging and pivot their offer of what they're selling to their clients. So for example, if one day you were, you know, helping restaurants, um, with their, you know, normal reservation type business, like now you're helping them with, uh, you know, curbside and, and takeout orders. Some restaurants have chosen to just not stay open and close down completely and kind of wait this out until things return to normal. Uh, so in those cases, we've seen people, you know, lose clients like overnight and they, might have to pivot their market. So pivoting a market or pivoting, you know, where, what, what kind of places you're looking for clients. I mean, that's definitely been uh, probably one of the number one challenges for those businesses. On the other end of the spectrum, you know, certain agencies were positioned really well and uh, you know, not by any intentional matters. I mean, there might be people out there that are like, Oh, we recession proofed our business. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Again, I think it's pretty random. And I think people are that the, the people that are successful right now, uh, I think there's a lot of luck that kind of came into play with, with what's going on right now. Unfortunately, like luck is a weird word to, to say with this, but um, where maybe their demand has gone up and they're actually more in demand right now than they've ever been. And so trying to keep up with capacity, keep up with demand. They don't have marketing and sales problems. They have more kind of the back, back of the house fulfillment type stuff. Isn't that the truth? So have there been opportunities that you've seen for agencies that they've not had before since all this started? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, there's tons, right? I mean, advertising right now is cheaper than it has ever been um, in the history of, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, it's like Facebook circa, you know, 2014, 2015, if you have the right offer um, in the right market in the right way. Uh, So, I mean, I think there are opportunities for, for advertising. Um, We've seen some of our clients, like one of the things we really focus on for agencies is how to help them own their market really choose their, 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 their target customer and choose their market intentionally and really become a known authority, build lists, build authority, all that kind of stuff. And we've seen a lot of doors uh, that were previously closed kind of be wide open. Like a lot of trade groups, associations, uh, influencers kind of have an open door policy right now. Like people are taking emails from anybody, they're doing webinars, they're doing virtual summits, they're trying to find answers, you know, because the people that were providing expertise three months ago didn't see this, right? Yeah. So I think what happened has, has happened to some level is there's been a leveling of the playing field. And, you know, we've had clients who were just starting out in a niche who now have gotten massive exposure and built lists of hundreds of new prospective clients because they just simply raised their hand, got in the mix, said they could help, provided valuable information, and 
we're able to quickly scale up in a niche uh, where maybe normally under normal circumstances, it would have been a little bit hard. Maybe people would have had their gatekeepers, you know, mm -hmm. keeping people away. Maybe they wouldn't have been interested in doing webinars or podcast interviews or those types of things. So I think there is a big opportunity right now around, uh, around growing your list, growing your audience, uh, and, and also in helping people. Like people are more open, I think right now to getting help um, around digital stuff. So if you're doing websites, digital marketing, um, I think you have a lot of value to add to pretty much any business on the planet right now. I could not agree more. So with the you gurus, are you guys talking to and helping agency owners in a certain niche or do you guys help basically anybody that has a digital agency owner or is has a digital agency? Yeah. So, um, great question. So most of our clients are kind of in the one to 10 person shop space. Um, you know, by very nature of that usually means that they're doing less than a million dollars a year and they're trying to, to, to grow their business beyond that. We actually aren't really super into the, you know, this like seven figure business kind of promise. We see that out there a lot, which is totally cool. I think some, uh, small agencies would like to have a seven figure business. Uh, but we focus more on this idea of freedom and business in life, which when we, when we say that what we want to see agency owners create is a business and not a job. We want to see them, uh, bring home at first, uh, the first kind of benchmark is at least six figures in net take home a year. And then we want to see them bring home multiple six figures in net take home. That means the agency owners making two or $300,000 a year for themselves. Um, and we want it to be a business system. We don't want it to just be, you know, every client and every project is custom and unique. And, you know, it's like, you got to reinvent the wheel every time you sign a new client. Like we really try to help people avoid that. And our solution is, really focused market. When we have a focused market, clients have consistent sets of needs. There's consistent sets of outcomes that we can promise. And so when that happens, we can create productized services. We can start to create um, standard operating procedures that your team can follow to get your clients results. We can start creating some intellectual property. Uh, and those are the things that create leverage within an agency. And that's where we create those really high profits for the owner. Yes. Yes. I love the systems and processes. Oh my gosh. I cannot talk about that enough lately. It's like how many, how many people that you talk to that are struggling agencies don't have processes or systems put in place and how much does that change after they actually do those things? Well, in, in the hard part is, and, and we experienced this because we were generalists. And so every client that came in, we created a custom scope of work because they had different needs. Like one day we were servicing, you know, serving a, a nonprofit. The next day we were serving, uh, you know, a, a B2B software company. The next day we were talking to a restaurant owner. And when their needs change, I mean, yes, we can say, okay, generally web projects have these four or five phases, but the details change so much that every time we signed a new client, it like broke all of our processes. It broke everything that we had created in our business, or we really weren't able to create those processes at the detail level where we could, you know, uh, confidently delegate them. And it wasn't until we really got clear on specific markets that we served that all of a sudden it was like, hey, you know what? like, you know, restaurant website number six, we were like, hey, we're starting to see some patterns. Restaurant website number 12, it was like, hey, um, we actually are kind of, you know, redoing the same work. Why don't we just use this framework over here, right? Restaurant website number 20, it was like, wow, that was actually really easy, right? We, we, we knew exactly what the client wanted. Like we just had to, like we had really great questions to ask them, you know, restaurant site number 30, 
was like, why am I even involved anymore? Like me as the <laughs> owner, I'm actually frustrating my team more than anything because they know the they know the work and they know the clients better than I, I could, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think what we saw was you know creating those repeatable systems when we have to have we have to have some kind of constraint. So what's that constraint uh, within your market, whether it's a vertical or a horizontal? Um, you know, how can you create a constraint that creates some kind of consistent type of work that you're doing? And once you have that consistency, um, I think then you can create systems and processes and SOPs uh, and things like that. Uh, I was talking to an agency owner the other day that was really frustrated because somebody told her like, oh, you need to create SOPs or whatever. Um, and she didn't have anybody in the business to actually do the SOPs. Oh. So she was creating all these SOPs for no work one. that you know, that for no one, right. That she was just doing right. And she was like, well, I can't hire anybody because I don't, you know, every project's so different and I need to be involved. And it was like, yeah, I mean, you got to like create, you know, have some kind of constraint. And then once you have that constraint, then you can start to build those repeatable systems and then bring people in to take that work off your shoulders. Uh, we had a guy that was doing, he had a team where his average team member uh, salary was about 6k a month. And um, because it was highly skilled, highly custom work. Mm -hmm. And once we got him niched down and really focused on a market, that work became a lot more repeatable. And now I think his average team salary, uh, which is, it's not based in the United States anymore, but is, is $1,700 a month. So he's got four team members now instead of six, he's paying them $1,700 a month instead of 6K a month on average. And he's actually getting better results for his clients by having that really focused market approach. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how do you go about teaching your clients how to niche down and how to find their perfect, uh, perfect clients? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, first we, we, we look at kind of, you know, what, um, you know, what kind of work that they've done that they've gotten results in before. Um, we look at their, their work experience, their past uh, kind of history, where they've had interest before. Um, what kind of markets have uh, existing infrastructure? Is it, are we clear that the market thinks of themselves like we think of them? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've had people that tell me their ideal client is, you know, we want to work with, you know, conscious businesses that are, you know, whatever, making, you know, a million dollars a year. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. Is there a place that these people hang out? Like maybe, maybe not. Uh, but so it's, it's, can we figure out a way to a handle? right? Like our company, we work with digital agency owners that are doing, you know, hundred K to a million dollars a year, right? Mm -hmm. If I gave a marketing manager that description, if I said, you know, agency owners, hundred K to a million dollars a year that are English speaking, um, that need more leads, want, want to charge higher prices, um, want to create more profits in their business. Like if I gave them just that brief description, they could probably like the right, like Facebook ad manager or the right marketer could take that information, could identify conferences. They could identify influencers. They could identify partners. They could identify competitors. They could identify, you know, Facebook audiences or Google searches, right? They could take that information and they could build a very robust marketing campaign to attract those types of clients. Mm -hmm. uh, so if it, it needs to pass that test, right? Can somebody with limited information take how you're speaking about your clients uh, and not have like a decoder ring uh, and go out and find these people, right? Like if you describe your ideal client and I go to Google and I start typing that stuff in and I don't find conferences, I don't find places to, to look, 
then chances are um, you're, you're not going to be successful in that market, right? There, there's no market to own, so to speak. Gotcha. All right. So how do you teach your clients to go out and find the right kind of clients for them? So once they've got that niche and that one term down for them, how do you teach them to go out and find the right kind of people? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we look at, we, we look at the, the, our model has kind of three main components, right? We have to be able to uh, attract the right people into our business. We need to uh, fill the funnel to do that, right? So we have to have clear, um, some kind of clear appointment funnel uh, where people can see how do I engage an agency, right? Most agencies uh, have, you know, portfolio websites. They're all me focused. They're not client focused. So usually what happens when somebody comes into our program is that's one of the first things that we do. We get clear on who the market is. We build some basic uh, funnel infrastructure so that we can say, okay, look, here's when we go out there and start promoting you in the market, and the person says, well, how do I get in touch with you? You have a landing page. Okay. Um, we build a comprehensive market infrastructure. So we look at within your market, right? Where are the, uh, you know, the honey holes, so to speak, the ponds that we can go fish from. And mm -hmm. as fast as possible, we want to be making contact with people in that market and having conversations. Every agency that I pretty much ever met on the planet, for the most part, uh, sells through conversations. So we look for opportunities to create conversations in the market. And initially we want to do that in a way that, uh, helps somebody gain traction in a market. Uh, you know, people think about, like, Oh, let's, you know, I'm going after some new market. I should go run Facebook ads. I mean, the reality is, you know, you don't know the language, you don't know the worldview. You probably don't know what problems are keeping these people up at night. You might have some hypotheses. You might have some ideas about what might keep them up at night, but you don't actually know. And so we typically in our first stage, we have three stages, traction, authority, and scale. So in the traction stage, we're looking for um, a lot more kind of hand-to-hand -hand con contact to, uh, to meet people in the market, to do customer interviews, really get an idea of what are the, how do they think about your service offering, right? Um, we know everybody in the world needs websites. We know they need mm -hmm. Facebook ads. We know they need Google ads, whatever, right? Th those services are validated, but we don't know, you know, how do registered dietitians think about their website? How does a registered investment advisor, how does a dentist think about their website, right? What are the specific language that they, you know, they get stayed up, they stay up at night thinking about when it comes to the, the services that you do. And the only way to figure that stuff out is to have conversations with people. So we, I tell people, look, if, if you gave me a laptop uh, and a pad of paper and a phone, and it was 8am, I'd spend 15 minutes mapping out a client strategy, right? Who's my market? What's the psychographics, demographics, geographics, what are the top three problems they have? What's my solution? What's my value proposition? What are a couple channels that I could use to reach them, right? I'm going to jam mm -hmm. that out in 15 minutes. You know, by 8.15, I'm going to be doing research and I'm going to build some basic lists of organizations, events, competitors, et cetera. By 8.30, I'm emailing, I'm on the phone. I'm having conversations with people in the market. These are no sale conversations. And when we do this for our clients in real time, like literally, I will go work for their agency for an hour. And uh -huh. basically they'll be like telling me, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to plan out my strategy for, you know, the next two weeks and then we're going to do market research and we're going to do this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like we are going to have conversations with people in your market 
like within the next 30 minutes. And they look at me and they're like, there's no way. Right. And then we just do it. We get on the phone, we start talking to people and then using our scripts and frameworks, they're blown away with how fast you can go from no relationships in a market to all of a sudden we have relationships and even clients within a very, very short period of time. That's amazing. That's awesome. So, uh, what, um, what do you ever help your clients with their pricing structure or helping them to determine what it is that they need to be charging for their services that they provide? Yeah. So our second uh, kind of pillar of our model is uh, win deals, right? So we look at the sales system uh, in a, in a really, really big way. Um, so both in the process, their offers, um, and their overall approach, right? So the sales mechanics of what happens once you get a lead, what are those interactions? What are those steps? We have a system called the interaction model where we basically map out what your sales process is and make sure that it, it, it abides by very, some very specific principles. We want to make sure that people have winning offers. So how do you actually go into your market? Like what is your, your offer? Uh, that is something that kind of takes time. Most of our offer work we do in our authority stage. So when people are learning about their market, they kind of usually go from highly custom work and those first few projects usually are very custom kind of open-ended engagements uh, where there, there isn't a lot of productization. There isn't a lot of like real clarity before they meet their client with what they're going to sell them. Um, as somebody gets five, six, seven clients in their niche, we start to see those things start to get a little bit more concrete. By the time they get to 10 clients in a market, usually they have a very compelling offer. Uh, and we focus more on a, on a winning offer these days than just trying to help people raise their prices. Uh, we had a program called 10 K bootcamp for about four years. We had, uh, over 1500 agencies graduated. We had people that went through our program and landed 50, hundred K. Uh, we had, I think three different clients that landed 500 K engagements, uh, from that program. Um, so we have a very good track record in helping people to, uh, sell incredibly large, expensive, uh, hopefully profitable projects. Um, mm -hmm. But what we're looking for now is a little bit deeper level of fulfillment, uh, profitability, scale, and an actual business asset versus, you know, just a big, crazy scope of work for $500,000, right? <laughs> uh, and so when it comes to offers, for me, it's, it's more important, like, is it, you know, is it something that's really profitable for you? And is it mm -hmm. something that we can actually scale in your business? Scale means the owner is not involved. The owner doesn't have to be involved in selling it, in delivering it. In, um, in even marketing for it. Um, like one of my guys, uh, Nate, we, he got his offer, um, took us about 18 months to get his offer really perfected. Um, he has about close to three dozen clients in his niche. Um, and we, you know, he had already plugged in a fulfillment team. So he had other people that were fulfilling the work. He was still involved in the sales side. And now we've just plugged somebody in to do the sales. So that's awesome. You know, he's still involved in the marketing side, but when the phone rings and somebody is talking to their agency, there's somebody else that's, that's on the phone selling the service, selling the product, and they're closing clients in, you know, one or two conversations, moving them onto their account manager team. And, you know, Nate's not involved at all now uh, in, in the business at that level. So to me, like that's more important than, hey, let's just raise prices, right? I'd rather see the owner not involved uh, if possible within, you know, one to two years of, of working with a client. Well, then you're just giving them freedom to be able to do what they really want to do and not what they have to do, which is, is, is priceless, really. 
Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah, there's, there's probably a price. I mean, it's, it's their time or, or maybe how much money they're making uh, in the business. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of like when we, when I look at sales now and, and maybe it's just having that experience of helping so many people just like raise prices and, and, uh, and sell high value deals that we just looked for something. We wanted something that was more meaningful for, for mm-hmm. us and our team. And we started to think about pricing and offers in a, in a little bit different way. No, well, that leads me to my next question. What is the absolute favorite thing that you do right now with your uh, coaching system? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I love when we have, uh, you know, when somebody is able to take something like a tool or a framework that we've built and, you know, they come to us and they've got like a really serious problem. And in their worldview, they're, they need, you know, weeks to, to build something or to create something. And we say, Hey, here's this tool, go, you know, go watch this 30 minute video and, and, and do this, the, this little workbook, take our case study, like take our, our plug and play tool and just run with it. And mm-hmm. when I see people go, Oh my gosh, like if I did this on my own, like <laughs> this would have taken me, you know, two months and who knows the results I could have gotten, you know, versus somebody will email me about a problem on Monday they've implemented our solution by Wednesday and on by Friday, you know, they're emailing me like, dude, I just got some, you know, we just got some leads from this system or we just, you know, we just implemented this and it cut, you know, half my time that I was spending with clients doing, you know, client meetings or management. Like when we get those types of results, I mean, it's kind of a little bit of a sugar rush, um, you know, running our program and our, our coaches. So I, I actually prefer not to be our, our clients mentors. We have real agency owners that actually run our programs day to day. Uh, so our mentor team is, is fantastic. And they, you know, we, we have a channel inside of our, our Slack group called uh, client headlines. And so, you know, it's like getting those types of headlines of like, Oh, Hey, so-and-so implemented this framework and they got, you know, here's the result. Here's the result, right? Those screenshots that come in. Uh, we, we love that stuff. And so I think that, you know, when, when that stuff happens, it's awesome. Uh, and then in, in normal years, we run an annual event, um, in-person event, a couple hundred agency owners get together and we get an opportunity to bring some of our clients up on stage and they get to tell their story. And, uh, every year, um, that, you know, that session always kind of, you know, brings, kind of makes me like get some tears of joy in there. Right? It just kind of makes me kind of, uh, uh, you know, choke up a bit when I hear how people are creating, uh, freedom in their business and life through the work that we do with them. So does that event look virtual this year? Or are we going to have a big one in two years? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's probably going to be a combination, right? I mean, I think we're going to probably have some kind of fall, you know, uh, virtual summit. We haven't, you know, made the final call on that. But I mean, I think we're at least not planning um, a, a large in-person event. Um, so probably if we did in person, it would be only our clients. And that would be contingent on, you know, some very specific things happening between now and then, which I think are probably unlikely. So we'll probably run a virtual summit uh, this fall. And then, um, you know, 2021, we'll probably get back to, to doing a, an in-person thing. We actually do several um, smaller in-person intensives for our clients as well. Uh, and, and that's super cool. So like in February, and, and we really wanted to do this multiple times this year, but we had um, about 60 clients come out to Denver for a couple day intensive. One of the things we did on the front end that was super fun um, was we had about 25 agencies. We built out a whole like uh, video production uh, set. We had, I think, three or four sets full like stage kind of lights, cameras, mics, that whole thing. 
and we produced uh, three videos that they could use in their business. And we did like live coaching, camera confidence coaching uh, with all of our, our participating members. And it was, it was so fantastic. Cause again, I think a lot of times people get in their heads about like producing video content mm-hmm. uh, and, and then we'll give them a framework and say, look, you don't need to spend, you know, 10 hours creating a video. Like let's spend 30 minutes creating a video and then, then let's get it down to 20 and then let's get it down to 10 and, mm-hmm. you know, use these frameworks to help you share your knowledge and expertise, which you spent 30 years building yeah. right, or 20 years or whatever, right? Like help you to, to put that information out in the world. And it was crazy. Like my team, when we came up with this idea, they looked at me and they're like, there is no way that we're going to produce, you know, you know, hundred pieces of content a day or whatever. And it was, it was wild. So we got in there. Um, we, we did some prep work with people, but it was, it was so much fun. So it was like, we all got to hang out, you know, it was like 30 different agency owners. We all, you know, catered the whole day. It was like morning till night. We were shooting video, uh, coaching people on how to like present them their, their message on online. And, uh, and it was, uh, the results were just like unbelievable. Like our clients were so blown away with how polished the finished product was because, you know, we, we got to use some I call it kind of movie magic, right? Where, you know, you, you get to try the same line, right? A lot of times mm-hmm. people get in front of the camera and they, they think like, oh, I got to nail this, yeah. you know, 10 minute video in one take, right? And so we yeah. were just like breaking things down into like small takes and, uh, and using some editing and things like that. And so, like they were just surprised at how fast they could get it done. And the, and the results were, were, were fantastic. So we're looking forward to being able to create stuff like that again, where we can, you know, have people out do live face-to-face stuff, live coaching, where it's not just in a conference room, you know, giving people a bunch of homework, but actually creating something together. That's incredible. I love that. But I love video editing, period. So that just it tickles me pink to hear that. And I'm sure that the people that were there walked away with the confidence to actually do the next video, whereas before they were probably still a little timid to get it done. Um, so I bet that the after effects of that actual conference, I bet was incredible. Well, I think I, you know, I told one of my clients, uh, she emailed me and she said something like, oh, or she wanted to do a video. And uh, she's like, oh, this, this first video you know, it took me, it was something crazy, like 16 hours, right? And she emails me this 15 minute video. It's one take and it's like start to finish. And here I'm thinking like, oh, like, you know, that's how I used to do video, right? I'd stand up in front of the camera, I turn it on and I just go and I try to get, you know, the whole take. And then right around, you know, minute 14 of a 15 minute video, I'd screw up. Like, ah, I got to do the whole thing over again, right? <laughs> and I'd just start from the beginning and do the whole thing over, which was great from a practicing stage presence and just kind of like practicing like you know doing that kind of thing but it was terrible in terms of like efficiency or productivity and so uh it it was fun to to have people like that that came in with that preconceived experience with video and then say look this is actually how the pros do it here are here are the tricks here is how you create outlines really really quickly here's how you can create you know 12 pieces of content with one idea right? Here's how you can, you know, create, uh, you know, video that could work for different social media platforms without having to create different videos. Here's how you can create a video that works with, you know, lots of different future calls to action. Like whether you're asking somebody to comment or asking them to register for something, asking them to buy something, how do we evergreen stuff by avoiding talking about specific dates and times and all that kind of stuff, right? They're like, we've learned over time where we'd record a video and we'd be like, Hey, come to our webinar on Thursday, May 15th or whatever. Right. And then like, we'd be like, crap, we gotta create another video. And every week we're creating this video. And then one day we're like, Oh my gosh, what if 
we just don't. don't say the date and time, right? Uh, you know, so stuff like that, where we just learned that through experience and kind of hard knocks, we were able to just, you know, inject that into our client's business in, in a day. I love it. I love it. So my last question for you is what are you currently reading or listening to that is encouraging you or growing you as an entrepreneur? Um, two books right now. Um, one is the inner game of work by, uh, Timothy Galway. Uh, okay. he's actually, uh, he wrote a, a book called the inner game of tennis. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No. Um, it's a really famous book in, uh, in the coaching and, uh, kind of coaching space because, um, yeah, he was a famous tennis coach and he, um, he wrote this book about how to play tennis and how to master tennis. Well, all these guys that worked in like corporate and entrepreneurship, uh, read his tennis book cause they were into tennis and they were like, Hey dude, this actually applies to business like crazy. <laughs> like this is huge, right? Like they learn more about, about business and about how to master their work than they did about tennis. And so he wrote a follow-up book called The Inner Game of Work because all these big companies started asking him to come in and do business consulting. Uh, so that book has been, has been fantastic. I've been kind of slow reading that one, taking a lot of notes and stuff like that. And then uh, recently, uh, a friend of mine suggested that I, I was telling him about some issues I was having and he kind of prompted me to, uh, to read uh, Think and Grow Rich again. So I had read that years ago, but uh, with all this stuff going on right now, he was like, dude, it'll be really timely. So I've been I've been reading a chapter of that um, about every day. So that's, that's been a good read just for everything that's going on right now and really focusing yeah. on things that we can control. <laughs> so, so those are the two books that I'm reading right now. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Brent, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and sharing some of your knowledge with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, Tabitha, great to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll see you guys next time. You've been listening to the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. For more tutorials on growing your digital marketing agency, make sure to visit digitalagencyinsiders.com.